from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. That is right. Good. First of all, welcome to all my fantasy children. This is a tabletop-inspired, world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast powered by listener prompts. Each week, Jeff and I, and this time a secret guest, take your brilliant listener-submitted prompts and create the greatest story ever told this week and add it to our original fantasy universe we've lovingly titled Fantasy. This day, on this evening, we are joined by the prolific game designer, Brilliant Mind. Tabletop powerhouse behind such incredible works like Wander Home, which is very much my jam. Nuzeba's B and B, J Dragon. Why, hello there! Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> Delighted why, to have you. Why, hello there. There you go. I, I I feel like in every way, I feel like I'm like you've brought me down from my little hut into the village, yeah. and like. You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, I suppose I should meet the town folk. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for host. Thank you for having me. Or like, I'm like a traveling magician or something. I don't know. I just feel very like I've washed up at the edge of the shore and I'm like, oh, all these images that you have just painted, please keep them for, our, for what we're about to do. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got plenty. <laughs> um, we are so mm-hmm. excited to have you. Thanks so much for joining us on our little adventure. Truly, truly. Thank you for having me. I've I've been really I love playing with Jeff. I love every chance I can get. Uh, Aaron, I've been wanting to play with you for a while, and I want to do this really fun thing. I like making up things and places and people and all sorts of other things. Yes. I am excited to record a podcast with you where like you are a present voice on mic and not uh Yeah quietly <laughs> edited out in the background. I was about to say yeah, a muted <laughs> closed window in the corner of the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was my favorite part of the it is it is fun for the Yusebus Ben Breakfast episodes, the number of like like how easy it is to get like like when people will just be like they were like wow how edited was that and I'll be like well I was in it <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like Jay was here yeah <laughs> so that's pretty impressive and they're like what <laughs> I could not be more excited so Jeff mm-hmm. speaking of that Jeff what is getting you excited this week this day what you got Oh, what is getting me excited this week. You know what is getting me excited, I think, is the possibility of something that has got that I'm going to enjoy in the very near future. I haven't like decided when yet, but like I've made plans for it, and they're the kind of life plans that like mean a lot to me, which is to say that uh Aaron, we're gonna be talking food for a little bit because like I've made plans to get like a Detroit style pan pizza. Ooh. Oh fuck. I've never had that. It's like the the thicker crust, yeah. but like not a full on like Chicago deep dish crust. Mm-mm. It's different. And you it's cook beautiful. it in the pan. It's got like the the cheese mm-hmm. kind of crusted mm-hmm. on the side that forms a kind of crust, mm-hmm. but it's not like a full on like pizza crust. Wait, like Jay, have you ever had this? Uh, no. And in fact, because I live in proximity to New York, I am an elitist, but I'm also yes ending <laughs> and supportive. So I appreciate I'm, it. I'm here. I this sounds good. I was uh, I was very suspicious when the pizza place that is near me 
uh, said that they were out of hand tossed pizzas for the day and they could only serve me this. I was like very yeah. I'm very untrusting of that, but yeah, it, I was it like does sound really a bold good. move. Your scrap mm-hmm. pizza? Would, would I like your pizza scrap? <laughs> like how? Mmm, delightful. We were just gonna throw this away. Did you fuck up a lasagna. What's going on over here? <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was like, I would like a pizza, please. And they were like, they were like, what kind? And I was like, a pizza, please. Jeez. And they were like, we don't, ha- we don't have any more of those. One of the fun things about living in the countryside outside New York City is that most places take a lot of regional pride in their food mm-hmm. we yep. take a lot of regional pride in the city's food and we are fully <laughs> aware of the fact that we are not as good at making like bagels or pizzas as new york city is like anytime someone's like wow this pizza's good we'll be like i've had better in brooklyn like <laughs> even though we live a full three hours away there is no local pride in our new york food it is like the exception of, I think, like, apple pies and, like, cider donuts, but, like, any, like, pizzas, bagels will be like, nah, they do it better over there. <laughs> but I will say, upstate does, uh, like, that, like, pretty breweries. Breweries upstate are way more magical. I feel like than in the city. Oh yeah, that's because in the city. That's because in the city, it's a garage that someone has installed a tap. <laughs> Correct. <into. laughs> yeah, and in 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 upstate, it's like, oh, welcome to this barn. That we have yeah. turned into a concert hall slash IPR brewery. Yeah. And we grow we grow everything we use to make the beer in our lawn so you can go wander the orchard of wheat. That's how, see, that, that rules. <laughs> the wheat orchard. I would love to go to the, the wheat orchard. <laughs> That's the name of the brewery in case you're here. <laughs> Listeners. Shout out to Wheat Orders are Brewing. Yeah, for sponsoring this episode. Hold on. <laughs> ah, that's good ah. weed orchard stout. <laughs> now I did put I did put a picture of the pan pizza in the Zoom chat. Yeah, uh, I'm see that. It was I'm, tasty. It was it was a tasty pizza. That, I'm not that, gonna lie to you. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That does look really good. It does look like you really fucked up a quiche, but Ooh. like in a good way. It does look like you fucked up a lasagna. A lasagna. <laughs> print. A quiche. It looks a like quiche. it looks. It kind of it kind of has the 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 texture of like I would say you fucked up a souffle because like it's yeah. like. Doughy and thick. So, question for you, Jeff: Is it like you know, like a flea market, South Jersey flea market pizza, where it's like that soft Sicilian style? Kind of, yeah. It's a, Doughy, it's a, it's chewy, very, yeah, stretchy. yeah, yeah. It's very in the line of a Sicilian style. Okay, it's very tasty. I loved it a lot, and I've decided I almost got it today for lunch, but like I passed by a day. De- I guess the other thing that's exciting me is like I was like en route to getting this pizza today i was like i've made my mission i'm getting this for lunch and i got up there and i remember that there's a deli next door that had hot dogs on the roller and i was like i'm getting some deli roller hot dogs fuck like peak city life and i was like you know what this is this is this is the lunch that i want in my in my life Mm -hmm. can i ask a question of both of you that's very Mm -hmm. controversial what are your go-to hot dog toppings i i'm a minimalist i i will um i'll do like ketchup and then, like, if they have, yeah, like I'm, if I'm experimental, I might do mustard. But like, really, as I'm, I'm ketchup and hot dog, minimalist, basic, classic. really, yeah, classic, classic. Frankly. That's cartoon mm-hmm. hot dog right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if they have, if I have it, I will put some. I will put maybe a little ketchup or some like fancy stone mustard or honey Ugh. mustard on it. Fuck yeah. But I will also mm-hmm. either eat it I will also either eat it plain or if they have like the cheese sauce, I'll do like some cheese sauce and that's it. Like you I, will, I will plain? You just I'll have like a plain a, I'll eat a plain hot a dog. Fucking right? dog and bread? I'll, I'll yeah, have, I'll eat a plain I'll hot have, dog. I'll have a dog I'll have a, a bread dog if the dog's like 
<laughs> I'll have a bread dog if the dog is really like if it's if it's like got some other flavor going for it. Like if yes. it's like yeah, I'm pointing directly at the camera. Yes, if it's like if it's got like yeah. some seasoning or if it's got something like like if it's like a fucking like plain fucking dog <laughs> that's been like thrown in some oil and then thrown on a grill. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna eat that plain. That's just it. Like it. You start eating it plain, and then halfway through, it turns into like just ash in your mouth. Yep. Like you, you undergo a witch's curse, or like ash it becomes fairy mouth. food, uh, and you you cannot continue. In my experience, oh god. But Jeff, you'll crush a plane. I'll crush a plane. All right. You'll crush a plane. Does it stop me? I will eat those fuckers with like the works. Like I love. I only will do ketchup and mustard mixed together. But I'll okay. throw on the relish as well. I like Ooh. a chopped onion. I mean, a chopped uh, onion. Chopped oh onion is quality. The Chicago one, I think, has a pickles on it. And yeah, a sliced tomato. Sound, pickles does sound awesome. I've got the um when you when you take estrogen, it met, it causes you to crave certain things, and mm-hmm. one of them, the classic one, is always uh, pickles. And mm. I'm not gonna lie, you throw some you throw some pickles on basically any food, and I will I will at the very least give it a shot, like without fail. No matter what it is, I'm like, I'll give it They're a shot. They're game changers. Mm-hmm. Acidity, it's the thing that I feel like mm-hmm. classic American food lacks, and we only obtain yeah. through usually like a pickled pepper mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. a pickle in general. Like the mm-hmm. um, the banana mm-hmm. pepper on like a hoagie or oh. sub sandwich mm. for those not regional. Mm. Jay, what what is your what is your sandwich term? This is an important this yeah. is an important distinction. What is a deli sandwich called that's long? So the thing is that I, I think I would call it a sub, but I'm really I'm not married. Like <laughs> okay. it's it's the thing where it's like it's like if you were like, you know, oh yeah, you know, what do you want? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have the sub. But I think that like if you were like, no, that's a hero, I'd be like, sure. Or like I don't know, I, I feel like hero. Yeah. Or like if you were like that's, that's a hoagie, I'd be like, Yeah, sure. Like I'm really it's not it's not like a like we're we're on the border between a couple different ones. So sure. it's that makes know, sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's what I'm currently experiencing in New York where I'm like hoagie and then I'm like hero because I want to fit in if mm-hmm, I'm getting mm-hmm. one because I can't yeah, say hoagie because yeah. then everyone knows. They're like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to be a bit of a hoagie chameleon. I'm definitely aware of, yes! of there's there's I refuse to, to pronounce water or however oh, it is, but I will fuck. when I move to Philadelphia, I will I will switch to hoagies. I'm fine with that. Yes! So, fair. Now, what's getting you excited this week? I want to know, Jay, what's getting you jazzed up this week? What's something mm. cool that happened? Something delicious you ate? A fun event that has occurred? Something. So what's getting I, you excited? I've been, I've been reading books again, which is Ooh. like a cool win for me because I went like a lot of my teen life without reading books. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read it a lot. So I've been reading a lot of books. And recently, today, in fact, uh, and just uh, because I have a deep set mental illness, when I'm in an illness, just there is just I am just sideways to the universe, and so I've made a spreadsheet to organize all my books, and Ooh, I've come uh, up with a bespoke index, a bespoke categorization system based around planetary alignment that I feel like adequately captures the emotional tenor of the book that I'll use I mean, to sort I love the books. A, I love by. a spreadsheet. I love a good spreadsheet. I love with all a my spreadsheet. Heart. I'm 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 such a sucker for spreadsheets. I fall for them every time. But yeah, it's very <laughs> um it's very silly. It's definitely a very like I'm aware that it's silly, but also it brings me great joy and that's what the important part that matters. I love that. That is important energy that yeah. I feel like that tiny thing someone's going to hear and be like, "Oh, 
that's what that I'm feeling all the time. Because I, I resonate with that very much, where little things are just for me. It's like mm-hmm. a joke where I'm winking at myself. Yeah. I find them to be so comforting when I like mm-hmm. when I reopen like all my like journals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll write notes to myself. They'll be like, hey, Aaron, don't yep. forget this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, it's, Aaron. It's fun to be slantwise. And speaking of, uh, what uh, what are you excited for? Me, it's wildflowers. Um, it's wildflower season, y'all. They are popping. They mm. are beautiful. And they are out and about. And I love, I am the person who does walk past lawns and sniff the wildflowers. And I love That's seeing, great. There's it's bee butt. It is prime bee butt watching mm-hmm. when you look into a flower and you see the little butt and the legs dangling out. God, yes. Right? It's so wholesome. And all the bees are going. All the bugs are happy. It is It is also mosquito time, but I will take that for bee butt and wildflowers any motherfucking day. Um, that's what's getting me genuinely excited. I just snell, smelled several on my walk back to my apartment. That's great. And it was glorious. And a man who is like growing all these flowers and he has a beehive, I know, because I always ask mm-hmm. him about it. He saw me smelling his flowers, and he winked at me and said, "Got to stop and smell the flowers." And I was like, "A guy today is the best day ever." Yeah, he was like, ho- he's spraying his hose on his plants, and I was like, "This is gonna be a good ass fucking evening." So, what we're about to do is take a listener submitted prompt and create the greatest story of all time. This episode and the prompt this week, I'm jazzed about. It's from our Discord, and it's from that guy in the back. Prompt: The ruins at the center of the sea. Good prompt. Great prompt. It's, it's a great prompt. Good prompt. Now, Jay, I want to ask you, what is the first image that pops into your head when you hear the ruins at the center of the sea? Like, what's your initial thought? So my initial thought is um, this, like, kind of visual image from some book I read as a kid where it's, there's the ocean and then the ocean stops very abruptly and becomes a waterfall, this circular waterfall Oh, and then at the bottom yeah. of the, at the bottom of, like, like it's like, it's kind of like that part in Prince of Egypt, right? Where, like, the water just is, like, being held up artificially, and, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see the fish swimming in it, and then it falls down, and on the sea floor there's, like, this tower made out of, like, this, this ruined tower kind of coming up, reaching all the way to the top of the ocean, but it's, like, the whole, because, ex- like, have you ever seen um, how they actually build, like, bridges in the water? Yes, it's wild. It's so interesting where they basically have to create an artificial barrier around, like, like create, a, create like a circular area where they can build and cl- mm-hmm. like push the water aside. Basically, that's wild. Yes. And then yes. they build the thing dry, and then they deconstruct the barrier. And I'm imagining kind of like, what if you built oh. like a giant, like a tower or a city or something. In the water, and you like held the water at bay in order okay, to build that it. That slaps. That is strong that's, visual that's out imagery. The gate. Out the gate. Coming boom, in. Boom, boom. Hot. Okay. So it was, was it created to be underwater or was it supposed to stay dry? I think that, hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Cause like, did it sink? Was it sunk? Or what you know? Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna throw in a mm-hmm. a, a constraint for us. I wanna put a bumper on the bowling lane. <laughs> what? How dare! Um, I don't think because I think like it's easy. I think it's easy to go sunken city, right? Oh, like I think always. like it's like an easy route to go. But it's I think a, it like, is the ruins at the center of the sea. And I think it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. But even so, like I think it's more interesting to to imagine what it means if like whatever happened to this it didn't like it didn't sink yes. either like either the place fell into ruin naturally but like whatever it was 
this like that idea of like the water stops here and then there is a construct was the intended design is fascinating. Okay, here's okay. here's here's a pitch. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if Go for it. So I've been I've been like thinking a lot about like I don't know, I've been working on a bit of fantasy lately and I've been thinking a lot about weird compacts. And what if like somehow the zoning or the design or the structure of this object specified that it must like like this is the area of the object it is it is like it has air right like it is it is like like there's some kind of compact that describes the air itself around the object and so even when the ruin found itself in an environment whereby all rights water should flood the magic specified right like that's where the air is right so the the air and the water have this like kind of agreement that is cool as hell okay Okay. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. do we still are we still keeping the image where at the edge of this sea, the water cascades into a waterfall? Yes, or is it mm. the edge of the sea is the hole? Is that where the hole is, where the tower is? You know what I mean? Or is it off of a waterfall? Then on a ledge, is there a tower surrounded by water that has now like flooded ish, but not flooded? What what I am picturing? Yeah, what are you seeing? Is like there is like this is a like a, ta- a ta- we keep saying tower and, and I, I think I, that's I the thing that's the direction yeah. I want to run yeah. in yeah absolutely because towers are very hubris and I feel like whoever built yeah. this was very arrogant mm-hmm. yeah that is a good uh, yes yep yep a good I addition love, love it I so what I'm picturing is like Aaron picture a tower uh huh and then like it's like a circular tower and on all sides is because it says it's in the center of the ocean mm-hmm. in the center of the sea yeah so like it's a mm-hmm. dome there's just like like the border on all sides is waterfall and it just but like mm-hmm. it never like pools it just waterfalls down and then there is in the middle of like if you took a glass and you put it in the water mm-hmm. where you have that air bubble that's where the tower is mm-hmm. oh Okay, so it's surrounded mm-hmm. on all sides by waterfalls, essentially. Yeah, but that's just that's just because the water is like, where else does the water go? It goes down, yeah. right? But then it can't. Yes, it's essentially like a hydrophobic barrier between the tower yeah. and this and the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's that is clearly some kind of incantation, or is it yeah. like the kind of stone? You know, I think it's an incantation. I think it's. I think that it's something about some kind of like. There was a promise that the tower would stand for a thousand thousand years, uh, oh. even as the people who built it like came and went, and then like scavengers were there and came and went, and people expanded on and came and went, and there was this promise that had like has, like the people who built the tower like they are long gone, right? The promise wasn't about them or their empire or anything like that. It was just a promise about the tower, and the tower would stand untouched by the elements, untouched by the waves. For a thousand thousand years. That's so cool. Fuck. What was it built to do? Oh. Was it built for a purpose? Was it you said hubris initially? You said mm-hmm. like arrogance. Is so it's a, is it a testament to someone's power or a group of people's power? Or it did it have a grand function? Like, you know, this can commune with the stars, this can commune with the sea. And I'm not implying that like we dug too deep, oh we fucked mm-hmm. up and the sea got mm-hmm. like no. What was it supposed to do? Jeff, what do you think? Yeah. I know I'm just playing the question game right now. No, no, no. Question game is good. Question game is good. There's 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 an answer that like immediately pops into my head. I'm going to say the answer that made me laugh and then we mm-hmm. can we can run in the opposite <laughs> direction to find something else cuz mm-hmm. my immediate thought was tourist trap. And I don't oh, know where no. to take that. <laughs> we'll go in another direction, but like yeah. that was the thing that immediately popped mm-hmm. in my head and I'm wondering if there is 
something to pull from that. So my my first thought, and the reason I didn't say it is because I'm I've been reading only books about wizards, and I'm writing a book about wizards, and I've got so Love many it. wizards on my mind. But my first thought is because wizards need towers. The way, like, you know, like, doctors need offices, right? Like, like a wizard <laughs> yeah. without a tower is like a is like a witch without a pointy hat, right? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah with a wizard without an orb or a tower. You yeah, got, exactly. Where are you going to ponder your orb? You're going to exactly. do it in the tower. <laughs> and I feel like there's kind of something sneaky and smart. If the purpose of a tower, if there's something about the property of a tower's height, right? Like, if, the, if there is some, like, you know, like, okay, the thing that I've always been, okay, 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 I'm just going to... Bring all this out, and we can use yeah, what we will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how the Large Hadron Collider needs like a very large distance to be able to like bang particles together. Yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. you have to build something really, really big. What if, in order to build a tower necessary for a magical operation of dropping something down onto something else, right? Some kind of like magical hammer and anvil situation, where in order to drop something from sufficient height. The only way you could build that tower and have it, like, not collapse from a lack of atmosphere or something like that would be if you started in the ocean, right? If you started at the bottom of the sea. That's And then sick. you built up to sea level, and then you kept building up to the height of a normal tower. And then that would mean that at the top of the tower, you could drop something, and it could collide. What I want to then follow that up with immediately, because Aaron, you said a thing that I think is simultaneously mm -hmm. the funniest thing that I've heard all day, and also <laughs> like fits, slots perfectly mm -hmm. into this. Mm -hmm. I think like the 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 whatever that ritual is, mm -hmm. this tower exists to hold an orb that a wizard needed to ponder. Like yes. the ritual existed because like the 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 end result is that this wizard wanted to ponder an orb because wizards always be pondering <laughs> orbs. It's true. It's true. And so like and like I love Jay, I love that so much that idea of like mm -hmm. this tower is the is the is built under the conditions that it had to be in order to create or to like channel this orb so that this wizard could ponder. Okay, it. here's my pitch on the orb. What if what if the orb is a pearl? Ah! Like it's and and the creation process in the same way that you must create a pearl like by taking a bit of like grain of sand and then like layering snot on it. Mm -hmm. How do you make yep. a wizard's orb? <laughs> you get like a grain of sand and you you create this kind of like psychic cosmic magical imperfection that the the magic wants to layer on top of. And so that's you got to bang the okay. pearl and form the imperfection like that's, you know. So something that I find really interesting, marrying an idea that you said earlier, Jay, is that it was supposed to last for a thousand, thousand years. The person who built this tower knew that they would never see the pearl because oh. it would take that long to create, to make the layers upon layers oh. of sand and wizard snot. No, but like sand and yeah. whatever magic. Magic, magic and, snot, yeah. And layering and layering that this was not for them to enjoy. And that's why the tower, I think, is kind of tucked under and like out mm -hmm. of sight because it has to be like you know protected at all costs so that this thing can un uninterrupted build over time to create this pearl that one day someone will ponder my apprentice the secrets of magic are not for me to know they will be revealed yeah. to your and they are not for you either they will be revealed to your apprentice <laughs> in turn <laughs> so yes. so 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 tying both of these ideas something popped into my like pulling on we're pulling on a lot of threads here now we're now we're cooking with gasoline and i got something Boing. i want to throw out 
So, <laughs> Aaron, you said wizard's not, and I want to run with this. Uh, <laughs> Please, not literal. Uh, no, not literal. No, no, no. But, like, that idea that, like, this is a, a byproduct that is dumped onto a grain of sand and coated mm-hmm. and coated and coated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also pulling on, like, wizard iconography, right? Mm-hmm. What if... Per, what if one of the reasons that you need and the thing that we are like again and also pulling on like jay you said the mm-hmm. the large hadron collider the idea of like banging things together mm-hmm. what if the thing that we are banging into this pearl and the reason why we need so much height is not necessarily because it's from a great distance it's a great number of rooms all like exhaust oh. porting things and tying into wizard iconography every imaginable wizard lab has like an exhaust port that like when I when I like open a portal to the nether realm and like the 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 planar magic energy pillows through there is like a vent that shoots that like excess energy you know like the cool smoke mm-hmm. that comes through when a demon walks through a portal yeah yeah that yeah. smoke is like that smoke is like dumped through like a vent and it just accumulates in this room and like it's the smoke from that it is the excess acid from an alchemy lab it is oh all of these God. wizardly things all of these rooms dump this like magical byproduct waste and that just accumulates and over centuries and millennia is going to accumulate and harden and crystallize into this pearl this wizard told all the other wizards that he was creating the greatest lab of wizardry magic and science mm-hmm. ever to be made but that was not the point of why he did it it was to make basically the equivalent of... Do you know Fordite? Mm-mm. I do uh, not. In in um, car factories or any factory where there's a lot of um, painting, when many, many layers of paint build up as residue in the corners of the factory, you can take that and polish it and become these really beautiful uh, multicolored rocks, basically, called Fordite. Let me let me send a picture. That's amazing. In the, yeah, they're, they're like layers Whoa, upon layers of fuck. paint. Yeah, you do not... You're not ready for how gorgeous they are. And they're like... Holy layers of shit. paint from what? from a factory and you take them and wow. you polish them and you get that yeah that fee i mean this 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 looks like wizard shit it does it really does arcane an arcane fordite pearl yeah i mean uh this i'm gonna ask this question and the answer might be that the wizard didn't know and that we might not know but like mm-hmm. like what's the orb what is the the aspiration of the orb by pondering the orb you could ascertain the true nature of all magic and that that was what it was being made for was to like basically like trying to you know kind of like a life the universe and everything style like trying to get the answer but critically it would take three generations or it would take three generations of wizards before it would be ready and the lab fell into calamity and it was not successful or perhaps it was and there are legends that at the bottom of the tower if you could eat of and like adventurers have traveled to the tower to go through all these abandoned wizard labs overgrown with magic to try and find the the fordite crystal i have a thing would you call it the fordite crystal <laughs> that's what it's called now or <laughs> the fordite pearl called. the fordite yeah. pearl oh, that's what it's called fordite yes pearl. yeah sick. that's sick mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. said three generations of wizards the issue was even after generations and all of this magical mm-hmm. runoff layers and layers and the secrets of the universe are revealed you can't take it out of the tower once you have it you're stuck you can't leave you in that tower there's just i guess lots of wizard skeletons because like (laughs) i I like the idea of being able to obtain all of the knowledge in the universe Mm -hmm. and like you know the true nature of magic Mm -hmm. but 
how are you going to get out? It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, like once you've, once you've resigned yourself to mm-hmm. this tower, I feel like it's a personal satisfaction kind of thing to go and do this of mm-hmm. like, I want to learn the secrets of the universe, but they're not for like sharing and te- like, you know, mm-hmm. decry- you, you can't escape with the Fordite Pearl to, mm-hmm. you know, change the planet, to inform the masses and reveal mm-hmm. the deeper secrets of the universe. Is it quite, you literally said pondering, where mm-hmm. you literally contemplate it, internalize it. You are a wizard. <laughs> you are a wizard pondering this orb, but you can't, every time you, because it's so much water, right? A lot of it is mm-hmm. water and residue and, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You said that the tower is hydrophobic. Perhaps mm-hmm. like water can get in, but not out of the tower. And that's what the grand comedy of it was, was the folly of like, and then I'll make a tower hidden in the seas to blah, 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 blah. They'll stand thousands of years, but you can't get the knowledge out. That's that's pretty good hubris. I do love that hubris. I also want to additionally maybe pitch that like there is something about the knowledge that is almost like it's almost like you ponder the orb. And in that moment, you, you understand <laughs> cosmically everything right like you you stare into the fordite pearl and you understand the true nature of all things and then you put it down and you try to explain it to someone and you don't have the eloquence to explain it right you know you carry the burden of all knowledge but you can't explain it and the more you try to explain it the (sighs) more it starts to stop making sense and you realize you're just kind of saying nonsense at them and you're like wait that's real this good. Add up anymore. I need to go back to the orb, and I need to, I need to go back to the pearl and think about it more. You go back, and it makes sense again. And it just—it's the words just don't. That is how it doesn't escape. Yeah, and so wizards have like destroyed themselves, not like because they've gone mad from the revelation, but because they—it breaks their heart. Yes, yeah. it's so frustrating. <laughs> like, what greater cruelty is there to tell someone the secret of, of the cosmos, but not give them the capacity to educate others, like, to articulate it? I feel like every time you even try to write it down, mm-hmm. it's something where, like, the ink disappears, or it becomes, like, well, you can understand yeah. it. Then you show it to someone, and they're like, this this is just well, chicken scratch. I, I, I can't even, even... I'm not even sure it's that magical of a misunderstanding. I think it is just truly, oh. like... Have you, you know, like trying to write poetry about your first crush? Like, absolutely none of the words you say are adequate, right? Like, you just yeah. you lack. Like, it's not even so much a failure of like an arcane force. You, it is. You are just an inadequate bearer of the knowledge, right? Like, you are just you. There is no level of eloquence and mastery you can possess to actually articulate this secret, fundamental, universal truth. Yeah. I love that your example of this was poetry about your first crush. And I, my broken brain literally was like, sure, it's like trying to explain like crisis on infinite earth to, to, to somebody and be like, so just have to be like, no, no, stop. Why are there three super? Why are there three supermans? And I'm like, no, okay. Like, I feel like explaining, explaining the plot of a sufficiently complex DC comic also qualifies as writing poetry about your first crush. I think those are equivalent <laughs> actions. Feels fair. That feels equivalent. Or, those or, feel equivalent. Or alternately, uh, the, I think the Zoomer version of that is trying to explain the plot of Homestuck to someone. I think it's the yeah. same. Well, yeah, like I've read. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you've read all of it. <laughs> that doesn't help you, you at all. Yeah, <laughs> you've read every single every single page. Mm-hmm. Now to explain mm-hmm. what happens, like fuck. Okay, <laughs> shit. Um, I have a question. My thought is: Is this tower? I feel like the tower's existence has become myth in like the mage mm-hmm. community 
of mm-hmm. like it, it sounds like what we're describing is some sort of like lesson to be learned here for mages about the folly of you know trying to obtain what cannot be obtained or reaching to it's a little bit of like a mage version of Icarus but mm-hmm. also just knowing that like sometimes things are just for you to enjoy you know yeah absolutely so I feel like what it, what its name is, the tower, I don't want to decide, but I feel like some in the mage community refer to it as the pillar of folly. Mm. Mm. That's sick. That's a sick. That is such a, a lot of people good name. fall into this trap mm-hmm. of being like, I want to ascertain, you know, the 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 cosmos, the nature of magic, the deeper meaning of things. And it's like, well, know that that is right. Mm-hmm. First, you got to find the fucking thing and figure out a way in, which I feel. Is it, of course, to get to the, what is it? The What's the pearl? The, the Fortnite Fort, pearl. The Fortnite the pearl. Fortnite, to get to the Fortnite pearl. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, get to, to get to the Fortnite pearl. Is it very, you know, is it a dungeon? Is it like, do, is there, mm-hmm. are there perils, puzzles? Or oh, is it absolutely. just sitting yeah. atop a, a pillar for you? You're 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 excavating a thousand years of like wizard <laughs> yeah. like wizard yeah. labs is yeah. the only way to describe it like <laughs> and, and and magical runoff yeah no absolutely pa- chock full and of dungeons. I feel like just like this uh this level of frustration mm-hmm. and you know and pain that's involved in this tower would leave room for some angry ghost wizards with oh, some absolutely. you know for sure. that that ma- that malice totally materializes into like monsters and ghosts and traps and and it's it's thousands of years of if if everything about this tower is basically condensing you know that's the theme mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. tower my god you imagine how pissed you'd be after like 10,000 years of being like Oh, I couldn't ponder that fucking orb good enough. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do a good the, enough the job. You'd be real salty. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's basically just like a bunch of pissed off wizard ghosts, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or you hear lots of people trying to explain to you the plot of Homestuck, basically <laughs> on your way in, and you're like, enough, no, I don't get it. I can't. I don't understand. <laughs> I think that among wizards, um, a fortite pearl or a like a, a a wisdom pearl is a slang term for oh. uh when like when you are chasing after something that will ultimately like prove fruitless like you yes, are like beautiful. you are seeking something that is like 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 if you are like I'm gonna learn how to speak you know I'm gonna learn how to like walk on clouds and it's like dude that's just a fortite pearl flight spell is so much easier and like looks the same mm-hmm. you're yeah. doing this really complicated you know you're learning the true names of all clouds when like you can just you know approximate it right? like you're you're putting all this work into figuring out how to transmute a chair into a deer when it's so much easier <laughs> to make a chair look like a deer and act like a deer and don't have to like mess with the biology like dude if this is a fortite pearl Stop it. I love that because it also implies this idea that the magic is, it's not for like the betterment of the world or Mm -hmm. each other. It's almost like a selfish pursuit because the nature Mm -hmm. of the Fortite Pearl is completely individual. Spells Mm -hmm. and actions that are taken, especially in the mage community, that are just for the advancement of this one person and their skill and their power, you know, that would be like trying to summon the ultimate meteor spell that can destroy my enemy. It's like, this is a real Fortite Pearl moment, you know? being a real piece of shit because that's not really going to help anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's like cool, you've learned how to summon a meteor. What what good is like how does that make how is that better? Like <laughs> like what what does that contribute to yeah. like like now what? What a oh, great, yeah. y- you know. 
What's your What's your next step here? You've invented a flashier way to kill people. <laughs> Take that knowledge to the Tower of Folly and leave it there where it belongs. Okay. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like that. Like how we mm-hmm. say the cutting room floor. I yeah. feel like the Tower leave of it Folly the tower. is like leave, leave it, in, it the in the tower. tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you leave that spell in the tower? All right. Now, <laughs> now can I throw out a very big pitch? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No, all right. No. We're, small and concise that, only. Then we're done. We're done. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, <laughs> so okay. Okay, because I've been thinking about something, and I've been thinking about, like, the terms that we've laid out of the tower, and there's something, like, there's an extremely cool possibility that, like, inverts something, Aaron, that you said earlier that I really want to, like, tug on. Is it about a hot dog? It's, I will, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep derailing you. I'll swear I'll edit it out. You'll sound really cool when I edit it. <laughs> uh, you, no, you leave that the fuck in. Um, okay. Um... Now, you had said, Aaron, that there were a bunch of wizard skeletons at the bottom of the Tower of Folly. <laughs> yes. What if it's the opposite of that? Because, like, what we have Ooh. said was that you go to the tower, you ponder the pearl, you leave, and then you lose that ability to, like, or you, it, it's, so comp- it's so complex that you can never, like, fully explain what you have, what you have learned. Mm-hmm. What if, and I'm thinking specifically, like, I'm, I'm thinking of... Tolkien very specifically and that idea of like elves die by sailing to the west right yeah yeah what if there are wizards that like at the end of their journey like they're just they reach an end and they're like I'm gonna go pondering and they they set sail and they embark for the tower and like they do so with a knowledge that like I'm gonna go to the bottom of this place and I've like I'm going to like risk everything and I'm gonna get to the bottom of this and I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to walk in a place of true understanding and like mm-hmm. stare at the cosmic. And, the, and you know, if there are other people there that have made this same decision, we will spend the rest of our days in a place of true cosmic understanding. And we will simply know with the with the simple knowledge that like we are not coming back from this. This is my final. This is my final place, and I have made. I have made my peace with that. I want to float this idea because, okay, specifically, and maybe this is. I, this is just okay. So, <laughs> those are these are always the best ideas. Those are the ones I that I want to hear the most. A wizard, a wizard, an old wizard who is ready to pass on, travels down to the bottom of the tower, retrieves a, a, the Fordite pearl, or perhaps even just a fragment of of arcane fortnite enough that they can ponder Mm -hmm. they learn the true secrets of everything they do not speak of it a soul of it to a soul they travel up to the very top of the tower and there there is there are all of these ceremonial like wizard robes and they you know sit down they hold the orb they lay the robe over themselves and they ponder it and they sit there uh and, and they enter into this state of like arcane understanding and they become a living mummy and pass away that's beautiful yeah they just kind of they just mummify with the salt winds and the all that and they just you know that and so you go up there and they're all and they blow they blow away in the sea air yeah exactly and then and like if you go up there you can find like some wizards are you know there may be some wizard skeleton you know mummies still there but there are other there are other just piles of rags and a hat you know like there's like you, you just find the ruins of it and that's like considered kind of this great honor for the greatest of wizards to to like oh. as a way of like saying kind of like if a wizard like truly wants to know how things end like that is where they will go that is really you too that was really beautiful that was really good <laughs> i kind of just sat here in awe like wow this, this is really nice 
I have a pitch for how to wrap up in a strong way. Yeah. Can each of us give one last note about the tower? Just one last detail. I'll start. All right, go for it. Um, How you know you're almost to the Tower of Folly, or whatever it's actually truly called, when you're almost there and you're on a ship, you come upon this part of the sea that they just call, I don't know, the message graveyard. Because I feel like a lot of people, in their desperation to get the information out, have written messages in bottles and passed them up the waterfall. And so when you're almost to the place where the water falls down, you see thousands of these bottles inside are messages that are impossible to decipher. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, the words don't seem right. They, they don't make much sense to you because that was the fragments of someone trying to get the deeper knowledge of the universe. And so many people have tried that you just see hundreds of hundreds of these bottles. And that's what your ship pushes through in order to get to the downward trajectory tower. That's beautiful. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I have one. I'm thinking about this. There's a there's a there's a thing in the world. Um, there is a there is a professional wrestling venue, Korokan Hall in Japan. It is like uh, it is a sumo hall that like hosts a lot of wrestling and a lot of other like sporting events. Um, it is a very very famous venue. Like practically every wrestling company in the world, practically like every it's a it's a it's a legendary sumo hall. And the the stairwell in Korokan Hall is like aligned to an almost like illegible degree with like permanent marker signatures like people they go they travel and they write their signature on the wall what i think is that there is a staircase up to the top of up to the top of the tower that is exactly like this where like all like like it is a it is the it is part of the tradition that when you like when you grab this piece of the pearl and you go up to you go up to rest and to ponder and to become (laughs) the salt wind in the air like earliest examples of this the ones that have long been like written over and scratched off were like i am leaving a piece of parting wisdom but now it's just like i'm leaving a fact or like a memory or something like something to remember that i was here like it was at one point like the inversion of the of the message graveyard of like if you are here you are understanding and i want to share with you like a learning that i've passed on but like it's become just like i was here i was alive once and here is a here is my here is a a a message of love from someone else that has made the walk that you are making and like this is the final piece of like communion and and love and community that you are that that we have all celebrated in this moment damn that's really good that's beautiful that's really good um i want to tell a very brief story which is a, 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 a urban legend among wizards that's like yes. uh like a, a a myth that like it's passed on like kind of orally Hell people, yeah. you know, it's never been written down um which is that um the great arc wizard maybe the greatest wizard to ever exist who made this tower made it with the help of the winds and the winds are the ones that keep the water at bay um ah. and it is said that many years later after making the tower, after kind of engaging the process, after learning that it would not be his knowledge, but his, his, you know, his, his apprentice's apprentice's knowledge. Um, and like they did this so long ago, right. They were speaking a different language, right. And like, even, you know, the earliest records in the towers are in different languages, right. And like so many different languages here, but so long ago. And he, he went to the winds and he wanted to ask them, you know, like, it's like, I am dying. I know I will pass on, will my vent you know like i know you can see the future because you're the winds tell me what 
tell me if you know this knowledge, this great quest will be successful. Um, and the winds tell him what will truly happen, right? That it'll be a monument ultimately to kind of the hubris of wizards and their inability to understand. Um, and the story breaks, and some say that he wept and he was furious about it and that he raged. But others say that he uh, just simply laughed and he said, serves him right. And that's the that's the story of the creator wow, of the tower. That's so learning good. Learning of what it would truly be. That's so good. That is a beautiful place to wrap this episode. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, oh my, my god. God. Jay, I want to thank you so much for coming on because this was incredible. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. No problem. Can you do me a favor and tell everyone at home what you do, what you're up to, if you have anything upcoming? I make games. People seem to like them. <laughs> yep. Um, I made. Uh, I'm the editorial director at Possum Creek Games. I am also a writer. You might know me from Wander Home. Uh, Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast is our current big thing. Both Aaron and Jeff have done wonderful work with the podcast for it. Uh, give that a listen if you want to give a sense of what it's like to play. It's a really cool slice of life legacy game with some really imaginative characters. Um, I. I'm also on Twitter, I suppose, uh, and in other places as well. Oh, uh, do uh, check out the Possum Creek Games Patreon, patreon.com slash Possum Creek. Uh, I, I post little things on it a lot, including stuff like if you thought, if you listen to me and we're like, wow, this J Dragon person sounds kind of interesting. Maybe you'd like our Patreon. I don't know. Check <laughs> it out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much to that guy in the back for your prompt. Uh, the guy in the back used our prompt submission channel on our Discord. Uh, Discord's a great way to submit prompts, but Jeff, what are some other ways? Uh, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or as Aaron said, you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Boom. Um, what, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is a beautiful umbrella of creative individuals striving to make the tabletop audio and visual space a more safe, happy, dope, badass place to listen to podcasts, learn about games, and do dope shit and be cool. Um, check out OneShotPodcast.com for everything that we do. Jeff... You have another podcast, right? You make another thing. What? It's it's pretty good. <laughs> Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Uh, Jay and Aaron have both guested on the show several Ooh. times. Uh, every episode I play a game, I, I, every episode I join a friend with for a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every week at partyofonepodcast.com. And now it's time for our verbal hug. Uh, where we try to give you some advice that we need to hear that we would love to share with you. Um, does anybody have a verbal hug to start? Uh, I, I can I can give it a start. What you think? Uh, if you're trying to write a book, or if you want to write a book, um, I think the best way to do it is to give yourself a lot of space. The more pressure you put on yourself, the harder it is to write, and you want to think of it like you're turning your brain into a big soup. Uh, and that's going to take a while to like get there. So I think dedicating a bit of time every day to the book, but it, that doesn't mean writing. That can mean reading. That can mean just thinking. That can mean pondering. Those are all, I think, vitally important ways to get in the, in, in the book writing zone. 
and I, I needed to hear that because I've, I've been struggling to write for months, and then I took a vacation and wrote, like, 20,000 words. Uh, Hell and yeah. was like, okay, I just needed, I needed to give myself some space to ponder. So give yourself pondering space. Nice. I would have to agree. My verbal hug this week is also to take, take some time off if you're especially feeling burnt out. I have recently. I've been doing a lot of stuff lately, uh, working a fuck ton. And it kind of destroyed me physically um, because I'm getting older. Not really. I'm like 35, but I have like a bad knee and I stand all day at my job and I sit when I'm making stuff. And I was realizing I was falling behind on like meetings and recordings and I mentally couldn't handle everything. So the month of July is one where I'm like, this is my recharge month where I'm excited to like ponder and reconnect with the things that make me happy, the things that make me healthy and the things that make me productive in a healthy way. And I encourage you to do the same. It's okay to, as Jeff would always say on the show, take some fucking time off. God, take some time away from the thing. July 2022 is the month of pondering. It's the <laughs> ponder, ponder July to get Welcome you to Welcome to Ponder July 2022. Orb, orb girls summer. <laughs> orb, orb girls Oh summer. my God. Hey, what's that over there? Oh, that's my new orb. Mind if I ponder with you? I don't mind if I do. Now with Orb, you can lay on hands and ponder the con- the complexities of the universe. Hot Orb Summer, ponder it. Oh my god, I didn't know this. I didn't know we had ad breaks in this. Uh, on of this course. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know <laughs> that. Or- that Orb got me like. Hmm. <laughs> orb really fucking got you pondering. I am so glad that pondering the Orb got into this show that many motherfucking times. Like, you don't know the joy, right? Because as soon as we started talking about, like, maybe there's, like, a pearl, I was like, that's a motherfucking wizard orb. orb. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> ponder we gotta that ponder shit. It. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. good is an orb if you can't ponder it? Jeff, what do you have? It is incredibly easy, I think. Like, if you are a person, I think, I think, I, I say if you're a person that makes things, but I think this is also true because we're all kind of people that make things in the in the world that we live in in 2022. It is incredibly easy to... Get wrapped up in the in the journey of making those things. It is incredibly easy to get wrapped up in the in the sorts of petty frustrations that can like leave us feeling same drained of energy and and you know especially in the world that we live in where there where there are there are real things that need to be fought and real battles that need to be engaged in and real injustices that need to be considered and. You know, and also then in a world in which marginalized voices having more having true joy is as much a show of resistance and defiance as anything like I think it is very easy to get wrapped up and and to let the work feel like work. And I think that that is okay if that is how you're feeling. But I also think it is an incredibly healing experience to when you find yourself in that muck. To th- like to throw yourself into something something that is purely nourishing, even if it is sitting with th- with two of your dear friends and bullshitting about wizards and orbs for an hour, like that is an incredibly <laughs> the the power that comes from that cannot be overstated. And uh, if you have been feeling that 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 muck lately, and I know that I have, uh, I was literally feeling it at moments before this recording i was like i'm annoyed at things and i am frustrated about like petty little things and like there is there's an incredibly powerful feeling to like sitting down and going like i'm going to spend time with the people that i care about and, and celebrate the things that we make together and the joy that we share together and i think like 
if you are truly feeling the the weight of the work, find a way to find a way to to celebrate that energy with the people you care about because it's going to do more to recharge you than you realize. I, I know this because I I am there. Damn. Anything? Anybody got anything else? No, I think that's it. That is all we do. So until next time, good night and good game. As told in the legend of the maker of the Pillar of Folly, speaking to the wind, your dreams, your secrets, your wishes is as normal as wishing on a shooting star. Here are two fun fantasy facts about the wind. Some believe the howls of the gales, the sounds you hear when the wind is at its strongest, are the words, wishes, dreams, and secrets of those who uttered them way across the world being carried in the air. On that long journey, their words have been stretched and warped to now all that can be understood is the of the winds. It is for that reason, however, that secrets are known to be spoken to the gales, because who would be able to understand it by the time it reached the other side of the world? But also a fun tradition is wind whispering. Some believe that the wind itself is an entity, one that can be communed with should you learn to speak its language. In the story of the Pillar of Folly, the archwizard who created the tower learned to commune with the wind itself so that they could keep their tower secret and safe. Now, there are those in fantasy who argue that this is hogwash and that one is simply exerting their will onto the wind who has a magical presence. Therefore, a wizard could control the wind to protect the tower and there was no exchange made. But some believe, as the creator of the Pillar of Folly did, that a bargain was made, that a deal was struck, and that the wind is their ally because they have learned to speak in their tongue. Like all things in fantasy, no one knows for sure, really. But it sure is fun to speculate, isn't it? Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this fun fantasy fact, and I can't wait to show you what we have next in store for the world of fantasy. See you later, Junior Wizard.